Hi, and welcome to the Fine Delicate Media Podcast. I'm so glad that you decided to join me today. Uh, The subject of today's episode for uh, episode six is called The Money Method. You guessed it, we're going to talk about money. Now, specifically, I want to talk about paying off debt while simultaneously building a savings account. Biggest reason I wanted to talk about that today is I had some really great experiences recently that I wanted to talk about in hopes that anyone listening that also has some debt or is also trying to build up a savings they can gather some intel based on my personal experience. I'm very big on being very transparent in hopes that it's going to help someone. So with that said, let's go ahead and get started. Now, before I really got into my recent personal experience, I first wanted to start going over a few things of USA Today's little blog article about money management. It was through some recent research that I happened chanced upon it just because I wanted to see what are some other tips and tricks that I've not yet implemented that I could try implementing now to really try to build up my savings and pay down debt at the same time. In the past, it was always very difficult for me to do so. A lot of it stemmed from not really having a full training or understanding of how credit card debt could potentially affect you in your older years as you reach adulthood and forward, how it could affect the way your life goes with regards to loans, with regards to homes, moving, and different things like that. So realizing as I got older just how much having really bad debt, really bad credit score really affected a lot of my life. And so really that's what started to push me to get my act together, do what I could do right away to really start fixing things. And so far I've been very, very successful and I've been working at this for a number of years. And the reason it's taken so long is just the fact that for quite some time I was living paycheck to paycheck. Now, a lot of that being, I didn't really have a set, clear, definitive budget. And through a lot of research, talking to a few folks that specifically specialize in money management and finances found out that a budget is like the top thing to do. Out of anything and everything else, you always set a budget first. Now, before even doing that, one really recommended way was to first kind of actually identify what type of debt you have because there's a lot of different kinds of debt out there. There could be credit card debt, there could be student loan debt, there could be mortgage debt, a car loan debt, and a lot of other situations. It could be bills that have gone into collection, that's still debt, that's still money that you owe to someone. So that can go in kind of an other category, but still debt nonetheless. So once you've clearly identified what type of debt you actually have, then you're able to then sit down 
and build that budget. You know, have a clear goal in mind of how much you owe. And that way you know how much you're going to need to start putting towards paying down that debt. Now, for me personally, it was all credit card debt. And to me, that was my bigger focus rather than my car loan. To me, a car loan, and even in some cases a mortgage loan, is a lot more necessary. It's, it's a necessary debt because a house is you know a roof over your head to keep you safe at night. A car is your transportation to get you from A to B. Whereas credit card debt is not necessary. If you have a job and you're making money, whatever you make from that job is what you should be spending or saving, not using a credit card, which is basically a loan from a bank or an institution. So to me, I always looked at credit card debt as truly a non-necessary debt. So to me, it always weighed on me more. Now, I didn't have the best of credit a couple of years ago. A lot of it was due to poor planning, poor budgeting, just not really paying attention or understanding the depth of what I was creating for my future. And I was just kind of spending when I could, when I saw money on the card and figured, well, I'll pay it off when I can. And I've had two different credit cards in the past shut down and both go into collections. So that just looks very, very bad on your credit history. And it makes it a lot harder to get good credit cards and build your score from that. So it's really, truly amazing just how even if you start a credit card, how easy it can be to completely damage your credit. So once you've built a budget, the next step, and this is very difficult for a lot of people. It was actually very difficult for me as well. Going through and seeing what you can cut out. Now, it does require sacrifice. Sacrifice. <laughs> I repeat that because that's not easy, especially in a world where it's so easy to have a lot of things. The biggest thing that I think gets a lot of people in trouble is subscriptions. Uh, that could be things like Hulu, Amazon Prime, Netflix, Disney Plus, Spotify, and so many other things like Pandora and so forth. I mean, there's so many different kinds of subscriptions that add up. Some of them are a little bit more, whereas others are not. Some are just a few bucks. But when you start adding that up to how much that is per subscription, how much you're putting towards that a year, that's money that could potentially be used to pay off your debt or at the very least go into a savings account. So that's where to start. Subscriptions extra accounts that you don't actually need. And maybe you can make a deal with someone that has a subscription like that. Maybe you can make a deal with them that instead of paying a full price account, maybe just throw them a few bucks and let, you know, kind of tag team off of their account. That way, at least you're still getting that without having to pay more money towards it. But if you don't know anyone that has an existing account that you can tap into, then you really do seriously need to sit down and contemplate 
you may have to cut that out. And I know it's not easy. Trust me, it was not easy to cut out Netflix. There was so many shows and movies that I loved to watch that were on there. But the end result and the reality is truly that money needed to go to something more important. So that's something that you can absolutely do once you've created that budget and you see really where your spending is at, figure out what you can cut out. Now, with the spending though, not just seeing all of your extra subscriptions or accounts, but truly actually go through every single thing and put together a spreadsheet so you can see exactly how much money you make versus how much money you spend. And not only by how much you make, but make sure you include your yearly things too. Like for instance, for myself, I had to make sure to remember things like one to two times a year, I have to get my oil changed. That's still money. Once a year, I have to pay for my car registration. Once a year, I pay for my Amazon Prime. Once a year, I pay for my website domain. And so on and so forth. So don't forget those once a year costs as well. They also add up and they also should be mentioned on your financial spreadsheet. Very important. And those are very easy to miss, especially if you're looking in your banking account where you have all of your bills pulling out of. It's only going to show up once a year. So make sure you write down any and all yearly bills or accounts that you do pay for. Try not to forget those. Be as thorough as you possibly can. Now, one big suggestion that I read, I have not personally done this. I I went more with my own personal thoughts and my own personal feelings on this, but um, USA Today mentioned that a really good one to do is to pay off your credit card or whatever debt you have that has the highest APR rate first. That way you're really not just chipping away, but I mean, you're truly eating away at where you're having to put your money in most. Because the thing is, the APR isn't just what you actually owe towards that car. That's the interest. So you're not just paying what you spent on that card, you're paying extra interest to that institution. So the more or the higher APR, the more interest and the more extra money you're dumping into that debt. So the quicker you pay that off, the quicker you're not spending extra money on something. What I've personally done is I've chipped away at the smaller cards first because I had a couple. Um, I had one particular credit card that I actually just used one time. So I just paid that off really fast. It was like 25 bucks, paid that off within a week. And I have not used it since. I also had a Victoria's Secret credit card that I just recently paid the last 200 off of. And then I also 
have a Chase credit card that I opened up through Prime. And then that way I could use it to gain points and use towards my online purchases on Amazon. Um, and I also get points if I use it at restaurants or to get gas. It's only got a 400 limit on it. But I just decided get that over and out of the way and I don't have to worry about it. So now I have just two credit cards left. One is at about a 2800 balance left and then the other one's at 1600 So it's not too terrible. I'm just very eager to pay it off. But for me, that method of paying off the smaller balances first just ended up being a lot more effective for me. But for you, it might be different. The point is check out the APRs because that's going to be extremely important for you because that's going to really tell you how much are you actually putting towards each credit card. So check into that. The other thing that you want to do And there's going to be a method to this. So you're going to have to figure out what works best for your circumstance is how many credit cards you have. And in some cases, the ones that you really want to pay off, put more than the minimum. You might already know this, but it is very important and it matters. And more than the minimum isn't going to be just $5. If you're able to, if your financial circumstance allows you, Oftentimes, it's more beneficial to double what you're paying. So whatever your minimum is, double that. So if it's 50, pay 100. If it's 100, pay two. If, again, your circumstance allows you to. But that's really going to be the quickest and more efficient way of paying off that debt. Any other credit cards you have or any other debt that you have at least pay the minimum or a few dollars more so something is going towards them. But that way, at least you're chipping away where you're able to without digging yourself into a a deeper hole of sorts. Another big thing, and I actually did not know about this option until about two years ago. And it was actually because of my fiancé. He got me into the idea of balance transfers. Now, if any of you are unfamiliar with what a balance transfer is, basically it's an option that comes with some, not all, but some credit cards where you can actually transfer a balance from another credit card onto it. There's a method, there's a tactic to use with this. Because you don't want to just do it on any credit card. What you want to do, the tactic that you want to use, is when you get an offer from a credit card company, could be an institution you're already utilizing or someone else trying to get your business, check to see if the credit card they are offering to you comes with a balance transfer option. And if so... There are many times where they offer a certain amount of months where there is no interest rate whatsoever. A lot of times, the most popular one seems to be about an 18-month one, but I have seen a a few cases where it's a little bit more than that. Check the information that they send to you in the mail or call them, whatever the case may be. But this can be a great method because... 
what you can do is take your highest APR card, whatever debt you have on that, and dump as much as you can onto the new card that you open up that has a zero interest. Because what that means is whatever that money is that you owe, that is all you're paying. You're not paying any extra interest towards that credit card company. You're specifically just paying off the debt that you owe. One tactic though, an extra little thing that he taught me, and I also actually read this on the USA Today's blog article, mentioned put a timer or a calendar event reminder in your phone for a month at the very latest before the zero interest rate um, is done, is complete. That way, if you can open up another card to do another balance transfer of whatever you could not pay off in that whatever time frame you are given, you can transfer that balance to another card without uh, an interest rate. So it's a really great way of not only are you opening up another card, in some cases, making sure you're not doing that too often, that can look very good. The other case, as I mentioned, is then giving you the ability to actually pay off that debt without having a certain percentage of it going just straight to that financial institution. So that is a very great method that you want to try. Another really great thing, and I've actually done this multiple times, um, this just kind of helps towards paying off things, but also building a savings account is selling unwanted household items. I mean, we just recently moved. I've got some stuff that I've put onto Facebook Marketplace and Let Go and a few other places. And I've gotten some really great hits on stuff that I thought, well, no one's going to really want this. I was pleasantly surprised with how much I could actually sell for a quick buck. And I was I wanted to make sure that I was being smart about it, not trying to ask for top dollar. Anything I could get is still better than nothing. In some cases, there was some items that I just ended up taking to Goodwill. It was just much easier. It was stress-free, not having to wait for people to get back to me. But it's a great method to either use that money and put it towards the credit card debt or any debt that you have that you're trying to pay off, or just immediately put it into a savings account. Now, with that said, some people have jobs that they will get bonuses either monthly or every few months or at least once a year. One big method that is recommended by different financial institutions is that instead of just using that money towards spending or buying something, put that into your savings account or divvy it up. Maybe half or a percentage of it goes into your savings that you don't touch. The other portion could go towards any of the debt that you want to chip away at. And then just a small portion could be for play money. Same thing goes with hey, it's tax season. Taxes aren't yet due. So for any of you that have not yet received your federal or state tax return money, consider using a portion of that to pay down debt. 
put some of it into a savings account. And if you want to buy some things, that's fine. But you really want to be smart about how often are you actually spending and really consider where are your priorities? Is it really that important to buy that thing? Or is it more important to protect your future financial stability by paying off a little debt or building that savings account? So you really need to be honest with yourself about your spending. With regards to a savings account, one really big thing, and I actually did this a few months back with some help, is opened up a savings account in a completely different bank than my main bank. My main bank is Chase, but I opened up a savings account in B of A. I already had a credit card with them, so I already had some kind of standing with them. So I opened up a savings account. And the method, the the reason or tactic behind this is that by not having it be easily accessible when you're checking your bank account, you know, going into your banking app and seeing where's my money at, how am I doing, what bills have gone through so far, because I do check that daily and sometimes multiple times a day. It's probably a slight obsession, but on the bright side, I look at it as I'm making sure everything's okay. The last thing I'd want to do is only check it once a week and then find out some person stole money from me or I got extra charged for something that I shouldn't have and it's been sitting and then it just takes longer to get it back. So there is a method to why I check it daily. I do think it's important to either check it in the morning before you start your day or at the very least at the end of your day. And that way you're on top of things. Or at the very least, if you don't want to fully log in, get notifications about any bills or things that have come out of your account or gone into your account. Get notifications set up either by email or via text message. That way you're always knowing what's going on. But having that separate savings account away from your normal checking account means that you can't just easily go oh, you know what? I really want to go to dinner with my friends. I know I said I was going to keep that $50 in my savings account and build up off of that, but it's okay. I'll just, I'll I'll use that $50 for dinner. And then, and then my next paycheck, I'll just put the $50 back. No, (laughs) no, no, no. Trust me when I say that creates a very easy and really, really bad habit. I did that for the longest time. I can't tell you how much money I could have saved and had had I not done that. I could have had so much more money. Potentially could have bought my first place by now, but I didn't because I wasn't smart about my savings account. The reason it's called a savings account is because It's an account you're putting savings towards. You're saving it for a rainy day or an emergency or a trip. It's supposed to be an untouchable account. So even though it's convenient to have it attached to your checking account just in case, then maybe consider two different savings accounts. One that's with your normal checking account. You can have those attached, set up some automatic withdrawals from your checking into that savings But definitely have a separate savings account with a different financial institution. 
that's going to really help with the building of the savings account because ultimately it's all about the out of sight, out of mind. What you can do is have an automatic withdrawal come from your checking and put whatever portion you decide, whatever is going to work best for you, and have that go to the other financial institution into that savings account. But it takes a lot longer to transfer that money from one bank account to another bank account. In the same bank, you know, in the same bank, a lot of times it can be pretty fast, but when it's from one separate financial institution to another, that always can take a few days. And then by then it's kind of like, well, it wasn't really worth it. So that's why it's such a great method to consider. I actually have that right now. And I am loving how much I've been able to save within just a few short months. Now, one other method, and this can be really great for two different types of people. One is setting up a secured credit card. Now, the two different types of people this is perfect for is someone either just starting out and they have no credit cards, no credit history, they're just getting started with things. The other kind of person that this can help with is someone that has really bad credit history and they're trying to build up their credit history. They're trying to fix things. They're trying to put trust between themselves and financial institutions. And the great thing about it is you can set your balance limit. Though one big thing that I heard that can be very useful is starting out with a 500 limit. But obviously, there are some banks that will let you do a little bit less than that. But having a limit where it is your own money, which means it's not going to anyone else, it's going to you. So it's your own money that you can budget with and then use it for very small things, a small purchase like gas or a quick little trip to maybe get a snack or something at the grocery store or you know maybe go catch a movie by yourself you know just something that's a very small amount of money and that way you can easily turn around hours later or a couple days later and pay that off that way you're showing that yes you're using it but you're also paying it off very fast you're showing you are responsible with this card. Now, um, one of the big things that happened to me recently that actually encouraged this particular subject, um, I actually recently opened up an account with Experian. Um, so there's the three different credit unions, and Experian is usually the one that you don't see too much of for free. Uh, like for instance, if you get Credit Karma, which I've had for a number of years now, I use them to see Equifax and TransUnion. So I'd always be able to see what those two um, uh, unions were reporting for myself. But Experian is not a part of that. Typically you have to pay for it or typically it's included in like a once a year um, update that you can get either from your bank or from certain credit cards that will report to Experian. What I loved about my recent experience, I gotta tell you, I died a little bit <laughs> in a good way. 
So when I opened up Experian, they have a thing called Boost. If anyone has ever seen it before but hasn't tried it, I highly recommend it. Basically, what it's designed to do is to utilize certain bills like utility bills that could include phone bills, internet bills, water, um, sewer garbage, electricity, gas, things like that. So what it does is you can connect to whatever typical bank account or credit card that you usually use that um, pays towards those certain bills. It'll check throughout the entire account, see how much history you have on on-time payments, and then how much you typically spend. And then that can go towards you. Typically, they won't use it if it looks like you've missed payments or don't have more than four months of good history, good on-time payments. Usually, they'll just ignore it and go to the next um, utility bill. What had me dying was that one of the accounts that I had that actually helped me increase my credit score with Experian was my Disney Plus account. I'm sorry, but I need to pause on that for a moment. They used my Metro PCS, my phone bill. They used my SMUD bill. They used my Comcast bill. And then they also used one other bill. And then they used my Disney Plus account. Um... Can anyone tell me why Disney Plus was recognized as a utility? I mean, I'm not I'm not arguing it. It helped me. It, it made my it made my credit score increase. But I'm laughing a little bit because how the heck did that happen? Who told Experian that Disney Plus is a utility bill? <laughs> it's all it's doing is powering my life. It's it's powering my heart and making me happy, but technically it's not giving me electricity. It's it's not powering, you know, my apartment. It's just it's just making me happy. So I'm a little confused, but because it helped me, I'm not really gonna argue it or tell them any differently. But I had to share that little tidbit because I really started dying when I set this up. I was just a little uh, I was a little taken aback. <laughs> so but again, I'm not going to argue it. It is what it is. Thank you, Disney Plus, for helping me increase my credit card score, or actually my, my credit score. It actually increased all of those different accounts together, increased my score by 13 points. So now everything is in about a 680 range, which makes me very happy. This has been a long time coming. I had like I want to say my credit score was as low as 560 at one point just a couple of years ago. Now, granted, again, a lot of this was paycheck to paycheck, so it wasn't always easy for me to go beyond the minimum. But again, that was also due to a lot of poor planning, no real true budget, not being thorough about it. So, Within the last two years is where I've really been able to delve into my finances, make some sacrifices, cut out some subscriptions and accounts that I didn't need, and then use that money towards paying things down and paying things off. So I feel really good about how this all went down, and I really hope that this information could really, really help someone. Um, so I just want to reiterate the 
10, 12 different things that we covered. So remember, the very first very important thing is to really help yourself understand where you're at, identify what type of debt you have. Once you've done that, then create yourself a budget. Um, one app that I actually started using that I really, really liked was mint.com. I know there's a few others out there. And honestly, what I also did on top of mint.com was physically make an Excel spreadsheet and I have it accessible on my phone so I can check it anytime I want to, but that's going to really help. So you can see exactly what you're making and what you're spending from there figure out what you can cut out. What can you sacrifice to use that money towards either paying off said debt or at the very least putting it into your savings account? From there, the next step is paying off whatever you have that has the highest APR or the highest interest rate. That way, you're paying that off first and taking care of that debt. Also, paying more than the minimum. That way you're not just paying the interest, but you're actually paying off the debt you owe. Consider balance transfers. See if there's any credit card unions that are offering you a card that comes with a free balance transfer, or at the very least, one that comes with a zero interest rate for a number of time. Consider utilizing that to try to pay off some of that debt faster. Even if you can't put your total balance onto the new credit card, anything will help you get rid of it faster. One big thing I didn't mention, but this is really going to help you, is halting all credit card spending. Whatever you make, that's what you learn to live with. That's going to ensure that you don't keep adding on to your debt and digging your hole deeper. Halt your credit card spending. What I did is I took all of my credit cards out of my wallet. I put them into a baggie and I put them into the back corner of my closet. So they're there just in case an emergency comes up, but they're not on my person and I'm not tempted to use them. Sell unwanted households. Anything that you don't need, anything you're not utilizing consistently, sell it. Use that money either towards your savings account or paying off some debt or divvy it up. Get a savings account that's in another bank. That way it's not connected or you can transfer money from your savings into your checking. That savings account should only be getting money into it, not taken out of it. If you need a second savings account that's specifically for spending, play money, or whatever, absolutely fine. But you should always have one designated savings account where you always put money into it, not taking money out. And a really good one that we had ended up on was a secured credit card. This way, you start building up credit history in a more secure fashion, and it's all your money. 
So that covers all of the information on the money method. I really hope that this helped you folks out. It's a lot of information to cover. Um, The information that I pulled from was actually USA Today's online website. They have a whole section about money management, finances. So a lot of the information that I mentioned was some great, great methods and tactics that they offered. So loved their information and I thought it was very easy to follow. Again, some of it's going to require sacrifice, but with great responsibility also means sacrifice. So sacrificing towards a greater responsibility, which is paying off that debt, fixing your debt, fixing your credit score, if that's something weighing on you, get rid of it as much as you can. It can be done. I'm a first and prime example, (laughs) but you might also know some other folks as well that are also in the midst of paying off debt or building savings or both like myself. I'm sure they'd be more than happy to help you out. If you do have questions about the financial spreadsheet that I created, feel free to reach out to me either through my website or social media, or if you have my number in particular, you can always text me. I'm more than happy to share some of the information on how I put that together, what I did, and hey, if if I can use mine as kind of an example to help you out, I can always send you a little sample one um, if you'd like, if that might help you build up your own financial spreadsheet. You can kind of see a little tidbit of how I put mine together. That might help you just to clearly better see what you're making, what you're spending, what you owe, and so forth. So let me know if that might help you out. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, And I hope that you enjoyed the information. And uh, stay tuned for the next podcast episode, which should be coming out in a few weeks. Um, This one for sure will be with a girlfriend of mine, a great business owner. She's been doing her stuff for a number of years now very close with her and I'm super excited to get the chance to interview her and share some of her wisdom and knowledge of the hair care community. So I am super excited about this. So stay tuned. I will keep you in the loop on when you can expect that next podcast. Thank you all so much and have a great day.